Hello, everyone, and welcome back to today's episode on Movius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, today, I am going to be talking about pretty much what my walk with Christ has looked like over the last six years and what God's grace has really done. Um, God put this on my heart a little while ago recently, um, or not a little while ago, but recently, I just felt God tell me, hey, I want you to share this now. Um, this is really, I think this episode is really going to magnify how big God's grace really is. Um, I am honestly, um, I'm really just in awe of it. Um, I find myself standing speechless, not completely understanding it. Um, and so, uh, really just ask that you guys would, uh, pray that your hearts would be prepared. And, um, I'm just going to pretty much share kind of what, what God has done with me over the last six years. It's hard, it's hard to really explain, but I, I even though that there's a there's a title up for this episode now, even now as I'm recording this, um, and I've been thinking about it, I've been thinking like, and I can't say I've prayed about it, and I wish I could have, but um, I pray right now, Lord, show me what I should title this message. Um, I just lost my thought. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not sure how to title this message, but if you're listening to this, please listen all the way through because it's really going to bless you. So this is season 20, episode 218. And here on Mobius Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, thank God, do my best to interpret scripture, help you grow in your intimacy with the Lord, and to encourage you to remain steadfast through tough seasons as we also continue to be prepared for the second coming of Christ. If you are new to my podcast or have been listening for quite some time now, welcome. I am so glad that you are here. Over a year ago, uh, over two years ago, actually, God told me to start this podcast and start using the teaching gift he has given me. I just pray that God's will would be evident in your life as we go through today's episode. And if you are a Spotify listener, there is a question and a poll posted below you can answer about my testimony that I'm going to be sharing today. And if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, you can email me at josiahmovius12 at yahoo.com, and I would be more than glad to talk about anything that you would like. Uh, if you don't know how to spell that email, you can probably you can find it in the description of whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Um, the verse of the day is Isaiah 12, verses 2 through 3. Isaiah is one of the major prophets um, in the Old Testament. But here, out of the NIV, it reads, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself, is my strength and my defense. He will become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. There's a footnote here for verse 2 where it says, And my defense, um, it could... Uh, it can also translate into song from defense. So that's really beautiful. God can be our song. 
And so that could mean, you know, you sing your own song to God. And um, I'll share one story. Like recently when I've been worshiping in my car, I will hear the singer sing something and I'll like, I'll sing something else. And then, you know, we can get so caught up in like, oh, well, you're just supposed to sing the lyrics. Like, but at the same time, that God's not like, God's not like, oh, I'm not accepting your worship because, like, I'm not going to take that because you're not singing the words. No, I think God loves it when we sing our own song. Um, it's an act of confidence, and God wants us to have that in worship. Um, I, at least I, I think God would want us to have confidence. We should have reverence as well in the midst of us worshiping and standing in awe and wonder of who it actually is that we're worshiping and what he's done through his son. Okay. So let's open a prayer and then I'm going to share my testimony or this, this testimony that God really wants me to share. And I do have a water here, by the way. So thank you very much. Abba, we thank you so much for your son and that you have made a clean slate You have sent your son to redeem us from the curse of the law. Father, I pray for whatever kind of day or week my listener has had. And Father, I just pray they'd open up their hearts before you through their stress. Um, through any anxiety, Lord, that they would trust you, Lord. Father, help me not have anxiety for people-pleasing as I get on today's episode. Strengthen me by your Holy Spirit. Center my mind on what is true. For your word says you desire truth to be in the inward most being. You desire truth to be in us, God. So put that in me today, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. Let the meditation of my heart and the words out of my mouth. Be pleasing towards you, Lord. I pray your word would go forth in power. I pray for um, that you would send laborers into the harvest. I pray for those that are listening to this that are not brought into salvation, Father, that your mighty hand would bring that to pass. Jesus, I just thank you that everything rests on your shoulders. You are the one who is high and lifted up. You are the one who conquered death and conquered sin. We worship you, Lord. We love you. We can never stop worshiping you. And that is why eternity exists, to worship you forever. Thank you for my podcast, Lord. God, we give you thanks in everything we're going through. We give you thanks in the waiting. We worship you in the waiting. We know that you work all things for good for those who love you. So help us to love you, God. Help us to be practice, uh, to practice righteousness. 
Help us to do what is pleasing toward you. And when we do fall, God, that we would come boldly before the throne of grace and ask for the blood of the Lamb to cleanse us. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you for listening to us. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here we go. Okay, well, my walk with Christ, it started when I was at Spring Hill Camps in Evart, Michigan. I found myself having a quick heart of repentance towards sexual sin. Now, I did have slip-ups, but looking back, I can see God, he granted me repentance and then let that repentance have its fruit. When I got home from Spring Hill, uh, I felt a strong tug to get to ch- to get into church more. Uh, I then found out about a program called Celibate Recovery, which I've mentioned many times on this podcast, and I actually just went to a meeting tonight, So, uh, which has helped me incredibly over the past six years, the program Celibate Recovery. God has blessed me abundantly through that program. And so if you're, I just want to go off note here for a second. If you're a person who's struggling with pornography, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, um, and you're wanting breakthrough, you're wanting healing, you're wanting uh, to like walk with Christ more, be being formed of the image of Christ more, check out Celebrate Recovery. You can go on their website, celebratecovery.com, and you can, I'm not sure how to navigate through uh, the website exactly, but I guess I can look it up for you real quick. In case you guys do want to know, um, you can go to Slippet Recovery's homepage and let's see here. I think it's this one right here. Oh, here it is. Wait, no, never mind. Um, oh, here we go. Okay. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do. You want, if you want, I just, just in case I wanna show people how to how to get this. If you wanna, if you're interested, um, go to Celebrate Recovery's homepage, and then when you get to their homepage, uh, at the very top, it's gonna say Groups and State Reps. Go ahead and click that. It's gonna be a little white icon at the top, at the top of the page, and then where it says Find a local Celebrate Recovery. Uh, below it says, are you wanting to attend a local Celebrate Recovery ministry? Go ahead and click that. And then and then the next page it's going to take you to, it might open up a new tab. Uh, it's going to have you type in your city, your state, or your zip code. Uh, and then you can rate, you can uh, choose how far you want that radius to go. And it'll show you all of the Celebrate Recovery um meetings that they have at certain churches. So Celebrate Recovery is a program that is planted at several different churches. It's led by um, a guy named uh, Jim Baker who passed away a little while ago. He reigns with Christ now. Uh, and then the, his, his co-guy named Rick Warren, which there's been some, I've heard some of the stuff that's been coming out of, about him and I haven't been really looking into that recently, but he's, I mean, he's definitely said some things in my life that have really blessed me. And, uh, you know, God uses broken people, but at the same time, we should desire to grow in holiness. So, um, yeah, that's how you navigate if you want to find a meeting near you. And check that out if you want. It's a great program. So, okay. Um, Okay. 
So I found myself going to church every day. Yes, every day. So Sunday was church, obviously. Then Sunday night, a young adults group I would go to called Collective. Monday and Tuesday nights was Celebrate Recovery meetings. Wednesdays was a midweek service. Thursday was another youth group called 1829, which I loved a lot. Fridays was another Celebrate Recovery meeting. And Saturdays was a church service at Woodside Bible Church. Now, I was looking to find a service to go to on Saturdays during this time, um, and I, I, I prayed on this a little bit. So on one particular Sunday, I felt led to go to Woodside. Uh, at the time, I was going to my home church now, Kensington Church, and for some odd reason, I just felt the Holy Spirit telling me, hey, go to Woodside this weekend. So I went, um, and on that particular Sunday, they talked about how they had services on Saturday. So I had found out why God had me go to that Sunday service to find uh, an answer and find a church service to go to on Saturday. So really cool. I'll see see how God does that. Some of you know I went to Bethel, uh, Bethel's secondary school, which is called Bethel School of Supernatural Discipleship, which is abbreviated as BSSD. Bethel's main school is called BSSM. Uh, M stands for ministry. So you can just kind of plug that in together on your own time. Now, my school was about five hours north of Redding, California, where, again, is Bethel's main school where they have thousands of people to go to. Um, God then, Holy Spirit started to tell me through other people that I had the gift of prophecy. Uh, God helped me receive this gift humbly, and I started to grow more in it. Of course, you guys know God had me then start using the teaching gift he has given me to start this podcast. My birthday was coming up and I asked for a microphone for my birthday. And so uh, my, my ma uh, got me what I have now. And so ma, if you're listening to this, thank you. And I love you so much. And I have a little, a little blue heart next to where it says thank you. So uh, I continued to get deeper into God's word through COVID. I read through First and Second Kings, uh, the Chronicles, First and Second Samuel, a lot of fasting during that time as well. Um, and, and then uh, I met a guy named Ryan during this time uh, who had come out of the Catholic Church uh, and the demonic doctrine that they teach, if we're going to be completely honest right now, beloved. We started to do Bible studies and the Holy Spirit started to put some rocks in my trail to gently trip up some of my theology a little bit, little by little. One of the verses that Ryan shared with me that made me twitch weird was Galatians 5 4 and out of the ESV it reads Paul says you are severed from Christ you who would be justified by the law you have fallen away from grace that verse ran through my head really confused on my walk with the Lord over the last little year now between four to six months I have been starting to see my eyes open to the beauty of Jesus. I have started to see the beauty of the gospel, that I don't have to keep striving to make myself right, make myself right with God by prophesying, going to church every day, or keep going to celebrate recovery meetings and confess my sins. The Holy Spirit showed me that my motive of that was not pure in his eyes, of going to more meetings, confessing sin, going to church more. Uh, but that I was doing that 
out of ignorance, not arrogance, out of ignorance, that my eyes were not opened yet to seeing the finished work of Christ. I kept wanting to go to church to feel good in the flesh, to worship, to show God what I was doing. Instead of knowing and trusting in the sacrificial work of Christ. I have been in a state of awe of the grace of God that he's had on my life. I wasn't arrogant. I was being ignorant. My eyes had not been fully opened yet at this point At this point in time in my life when I was tr- striving to make myself right with God by doing my own works. I had known about my sin, but I was not truly convinced that there was a Savior. I knew about Jesus, but the Holy Spirit had not shown me who he was yet. Looking back, I can see how much grace God had on me in my pride, in my own self-righteousness, taking, uh, trying to take myself right with God, tr- trying to make myself right with God with my righteous deeds of going to church, youth group, and celebrate recovery, celebrate recovery meetings. They are nothing but filthy rags which that verse in Isaiah in the Hebrew, uh, it translates into menstruation rags. I'm not going to elaborate on what that is. If you don't know what that is, just go look it up. He had grace for me to carry my faith through, to go through trials, to learn things at Bethel, to learn things about scripture, get rooted in intimacy with the Holy Spirit through prayer and humility, and to grow in the gifts of the Spirit. I can literally, beloved, I can see things clearly now. When I mess up, when I do sin, I can come boldly before God's throne of grace. Scripture is clear on that. I can boast in Christ. I can rest in knowing that he truly finished the issue of my sin and rebellion at the cross. Now, when God blessed me with my teaching gift and my gift of prophecy... I was still struggling a lot with vaping during that time. Now, pornography was a on and off thing, but vaping was harder for me to get get off of uh, due to my ADHD. I kept thinking of myself. I, I kept thinking to myself, why did God give me those gifts uh, when I was still struggling with those kinds of sins? So I recently came across Romans eleven twenty nine out of the ESV. It reads, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. The gifts come without repentance, beloved. That's, I can see it clearly now. It's God's grace. Looking back on this, I can see even more of God's unmerited favor and grace. I didn't do anything for it. I didn't do anything, beloved. It's just, I I am like, oh my gosh, dude. I mean, I wish I was crying right now because this is just like, my heart's crying. Um, I'm just, I'm, if anything, I feel just standing in such awe. Like, I, I kind of hope you kind of understand what I'm trying to say here and that you kind of you kind of get what I'm saying. I tried so hard to just keep making myself right with God by going to church more and doing these things more. 
but it was out, out of ignorance. But God still carried me through. He still gave me endurance. I didn't, I, I, I was not able to do that myself, beloved. And now my eyes are opened. This is, this is the beauty of the grace of God and how wide it really is. Um, so again, looking back on this, I can see even more of God's unmerited favor and grace. He gave these things to me, even in the midst of my sin. Now I did hate what I did sometimes because, uh, because of my flesh, I liked vaping, but there were moments where I felt very sorrowful and I wanted to quit during that time. I just didn't know how to. All I can say is God's grace is so wide, so vast. I honestly believe, beloved, that we can't comprehend it all. The key word in that sentence is all. I honestly don't think we can comprehend it all. We may be able to comprehend God's grace, but we may not be able to comprehend all of it. So in all that, here is what I am trying to say essentially. In my spiritual pride in the first five years of following God, four and a half maybe, give or take, I kept trying to go to church more, confess more sin. There were even moments where I had confessed sin already to someone face to face and I felt a heaviness to keep confessing like it was never enough. I'm not kidding right now. I had moments where I would confess one relapse of pornography like five times to several different people. I kept trying to fast more. I kept trying to read scripture more, but I never felt truly filled, meaning my spirit man. My flesh felt good, but there was something even more that was missing. I always kept finding myself uh, fall short. This was my issue, but I was, again, I was ignorant of it. God had not fully opened my eyes. When I look at this, when I look at this, it's, it's, it all, uh, all the glory goes to God. God goes, yeah, you're going to go through this stage of thinking you're like, you're trying to make yourself right with me. And yeah, we just read that verse Galatians 5, 4, that I fall from grace. I get that, but I can still see God's grace here. It all points to him. God could have totally just taken away his grace to keep me going and keep me through trials. Some of you guys just heard the testimony that I gave a little a little while ago about, or recently, about God's promise coming to pass about getting me a car. And that was the hardest season I've ever gone through in my life. Um, I'm kind of in a little bit of a harder season right now. I'm just trying to find a different job and I want to move out of my dad's and I've been praying about it and really asking God, okay, you're not letting me move out. So what is, what, what do you want me to learn, Lord? And really coming to God with more humility, more reverence. And I'm, I'm really learning. I, I've been really praying that God would give me a heart of a servant to like want to serve with a grateful heart and not complain in my heart and not grumble in my heart when I serve people. So if you could please pray for me on that because I've really been... I mean, I serve food to elderly people at a assisted living place and I find myself when I serve them finding a lot of grumbling in my heart and I just, I really don't like it and I've been praying about it and constant repentance. So 
please just pray for me in that. Um, but God had not fully opened my eyes yet. So when you look at this, you can see that it's all God doing it. He did it all. He carried me through. Paul says, I do more work than any of the other apostles. More than Peter, more than John, more than James, more than any other apostle. But it was because God gave me grace. That's what Paul says. God had not fully opened up my eyes to the majestic grandeur of the Son, Jesus Christ, who hung on that cursed tree. I am so glad to say that, yes, now I can see it clearly. I see I do not have to strive to make myself right with God by my own dead works, my own filthy rags. I can rest in the finished work, in the finished work of Christ. 1 John 2 1 says this out of the Amplified. My little children, believers, dear ones, I am writing you these things so that you will not sin and violate God's law. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate who will intercede for us with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, the upright, the just one, who conforms to the Father's will in every way, purpose, thought, and action. And people will read that verse and they'll say, you know, oh yeah, well, if you sin, you know, God will, they'll, they'll quote this verse and people will be like, oh, you're just, you know, you're just giving them lessons to sin. I'm like, no, I'm not. I just like, did you not just read what did, what did, what did part one of this verse just say? I'm writing these things to you so that you will not sin. What's the Greek for not? What is the Greek word for not? Probably not. So... Yeah, beloved, there's, there's, a, there's a stricter judgment on my life. So I, I am called to have you uh, be shown as blameless on the day of Christ when he returns. And so here I am telling you to, yeah, no, don't sin. But if you do, it's like, well, what kind of game are you trying to play here? Josiah? I'm not trying to play any game. I think it's just simple. Again, like I said, I'm not going to put a comma where God put a period. Don't sin. Paul even says it in some of his epistles. So you're not just hearing it from one guy. You're hearing it from John as well. James says if you know the right thing to do and you don't do it, it is a sin. And so I'm not trying to put a yoke of slavery on you because Paul says in Galatians 5.1, let no one do that to you. But 